said yes. It's much simpler that way. It would have been much simpler. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show Gay, a podcast which is called Gay, where the hosts are gay, but the topic doesn't have to be. My name is Simon, and with me I'm joined by... Austin. Cole. And uh, this is the second official episode that we've done. Hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully. Uh, I don't think anything's going to go wrong this time. Oh, wow. Wow. Best foot forward. You know, what could yeah. go wrong with that you got to be optimistic. There's no... Well, this is... Well, it's cheap. And... <laughs> We're using a, a TV tray for a microphone stand. And the wood that I knocked on. Yeah, so that's going to be loud. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. Um... We're probably only going to do this podcast, like, monthly, now that I think about it, just because uh, school's starting up, and it's just going to be really busy. It's, I've gotten myself very busy this semester. I've got, like, seven or eight different obligations. Uh, ah, well, I envy that. <laughs> I have zero. Um, I suppose I should be, like, mowing the lawn and feeding my fish and, yeah, you know, taking care of those orphans that I adopted, but I... <laughs> Well, I just don't. I have zero obligations, it feels like, and everyone else is starting school and starting jobs and, mm-hmm. you know, getting married and still single. And... Well, are we all? Are you single? No, I'm not. Oh, shit. Committed relationship <laughs> for Committed years. Relationship. I love that. Streaks of over 365 days on Snapchat. Uh, That's amazing. Unless you broke it. 620. Good. 620 days. Wow. There was, uh, <laughs> that ain't We love. were about to lose it, and I... You flew I was, to Canada. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> you calling her you no. were like okay is this nothing to you what does this mean anything okay anyway so anyway um that i was gonna love. say something about obligations i forgot oh already. what are you doing like just list them um okay so well the school obviously yeah. um there's this channel that we've trying to i'm i every now and then i try to like make a video that's not just the podcast and then i end up horribly failing and then i get so discouraged and i go to sleep mario kart 8 mario kart. <laughs> Speed yeah um so the, the, there's the channel um there's pike uh where i'm house manager so i have obligations for that and i'm planning a work day which is where we just work on the house for an entire saturday and then I have uh, the Rooster Teeth Nebraska Community Group, um, and that's getting to swing. I'm starting a club on the UNO campus uh, to watch movies and just talk about them and stuff. Um, and then uh, there's a charity event uh, called Extra Life that we're going to do in November, um, and I'm planning that right now. And then I'm looking for a job. <laughs> oh, that last one. You really think it? Well, you need money first. I, I, I for think. a lot of these things, I need money. Yeah. yeah. So that's. I, I guess that is the reason why you're looking for. Well, a I'm kind of mad because right now my financial aid hasn't come through yet. That'd be infuriating. And yeah, I was gonna use that to pay for Everything. bills in the coming month of September, which is in like five days. Uh, oh, <laughs> so oh, no. how will on Monday if I still don't have it, I'm gonna go into the office and be like, "What's going on? Where's my money? Where's my money? Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget the shotgun. They love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on the school campus. Yeah, go buy the shotgun, though. That's a good thing with with financial aid. Oh yeah, right. that, that's the kicker. Um, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, no, I mean that's really good. So why why the club? Like, what kind of movies do you want to watch? Oh well, part of uh, Pike is that uh, we're trying to get 100 percent campus involvement with like our members. Everybody's involved in the oh, club okay. outside gotcha. of Pike. Mm-hmm. Um, and you couldn't stand any well, club I was, that existed. <laughs> well, that and. Um, I was in UNO TV. Uh, mm. That counted just because it was on school yep. and it was in Pike, um, but that got disbanded obviously. And I I was looking at the Gateway and thinking about doing like an article every issue. Remind me, is that the that's uh, the school paper? Okay, cool. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which they've had like 
credibility issues with like typos on the front page. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Oh no! Jacques. Jacques. Um, who read it? Check. I don't know. That's the real question. I like, I've, I don't know anybody on the gateway. So yeah. I was there was actually like a meet and greet today at two thirty, but dude, I, I lined I lined my cages with that paper. Like that's yeah. all I do. I don't read it. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then, I don't know, there wasn't any sort of, like, movie club at all. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I like to do, just watch movies and talk about them. And so. there was no, like, film major on campus, right? Not really. Okay. Uh, the closest thing you got is, like, creative media, which is what I'm in. What kind of, um, movies do you want to focus on? I mean, obviously, like... Um, just, like, movies that, uh, are easy to talk about in a group, like, that could cause discussion type movies. But, so, like, not super mainstream, but, like... No, but not super obscure. Yeah, not super obscure. Not like art house. Uh, yeah. Donnie Darko. Not, <laughs> well, Donnie Darko is pretty popular. Yeah, that's true. Um, but stuff, stuff like that, where yeah. it's popular but it's also really intelligent okay. and easy to talk about. Okay. Right, like Baby Driver. Like Baby Driver. I was talking to someone very recently, and I was just trying to like hit them up and try to be a good Samaritan, good friend, make people, you know, make connections. And I was like, "Have you seen Baby Driver? Because it's you know relatively popular. People saw it." And the response was just, yeah, it, it was all right. <laughs> and I just exited out and I blocked them on everything. Well, yeah, blocked <laughs> like, and reported. Absolutely. I mean, if you could, <laughs> if you could sit your ass down and actually watch that movie, because the movie's long. That's the thing too. If you could watch that movie from start to finish and just be like, that was all right. Period. Like, what kind of what, person are you? What kind of person? What kind of life do you lead? Yeah. Right. I just feel like you must have just like you must be like a cave, vacant and full of bats, yeah. right? Like absolutely. Period. That's my period. Like yeah. I, uh, period, I'm, oh, obviously the baby driver starts it. You know, it's a cycle. I watch it every you know two twenty-eight months. days. Twenty-eight days. Twenty-eight days. Got a earlier. Calendar. That's why my alarm sets because I have to watch it. Oh, you yeah. do? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's what, that's what <laughs> no, I would do. No, because I had that alarm set at 3. Because that was for, like, yesterday when mm-hmm. I had to wake up. But it's like... It's like a Krabby Patty at 3 a.m. Oh, Go boy, boy 3 a.m. Baby Driver. Baby Driver. <laughs> it's just so good. It's so good. Like, if it doesn't win stuff at the Oscars, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. It has to be at some award show. Like, yeah. it's just... It's critically... It's so... It's a, it's a juggernaut. It is. Everything about it is so good. The production, music, everything. Have you guys heard or seen the movie Silence? It's it's with uh, with, the Mar- with uh, Scorsese directed yes, it right. Yes. It's got um, Andrew Garfield Ad- in it and Adam Driver. Yeah, and Liam Neeson and Liam Neeson. Yeah, and it was like there's only one nomination for it last year. Yeah, it got swept under the rug, kind of like I didn't yeah. see any advertising for it, so no. they didn't have much to have had like a good advertising budget. Um, but like I did eventually see it after the Oscars, and I was just like, oh my god, yeah, why exactly. didn't this get more attention? I remember seeing the Get Out trailer. And I was like, wow, that's intense. And then I saw the Silence trailer, like, underneath that. I was like, well, I might as well give that. Because I love Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. And I just saw Goodfellas for the first time right before that. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, this has to be good. So. Yeah. Is Get Out on this cycle, or did it... Okay. Yeah, it'll be on this cycle. Do you think it's that's going to get Oscar? Um, it might get a nod. Um, it might get some... Well, I don't know. Like cinematography. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Remind me though, with Oscars, it's not even just what like a movie could be phenomenal, but unless it fits certain categories or certain like check a checkbox, yes. it doesn't. And not even like about the movie, yeah, but like how they produced it. Right? Yeah. Is that true? Um, probably behind the scenes. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Um, I just well, first of all, the director has to submit the movie. Yeah. Like they don't just review every movie because there's two movies yeah. that, that come out. Um, so like if uh. And they might not even watch What's it. What's the anyway. guy's name? 
Keegan, Michael Key? Yeah. yeah. Michael yeah. Key. Uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan oh, Peele. Jordan Peele. Yeah, Jordan Peele. I like Michael Key, but Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, if he just doesn't uh, submit to the Oscars, then it's not going to get any nominations, oh, which is yeah. what happened with um, this movie that came out in Korea last year called The Handmaiden. Oh. Probably the best uh, foreign language movie that came out last year, but it didn't get nominated for Oscars because they just didn't, they just didn't submit it. I have a question about this. So my opinion of like the Academy, like honestly, Academy, if I need you later on, don't <laughs> re- listen to this, but... Um, the Academy, it doesn't seem like they're really in it to win it when it comes to film as an art. It seems like uh, it seems like they really do kind of take it as a job, but they have really weird, you know, opinions about it. Like, so, I mean, this is something that matters to me, of course. They don't watch the animated films. They don't give a crap about the animated <laughs> category, but a lot of these animated movies are very good. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, Anomalisa was phenomenal, and outside of it, it's just the medium was animated. Yeah. Um, and they would have loved it otherwise. But... With these foreign films, do you think it's the same thing? Where like it, it, there's no way it could be a viable candidate just because these people will not give it the time of day. Yeah, that's okay. definitely yeah true. because they should have a, a completely like whole different mm-hmm. show because like right. they're just there to see like the best movie, best actor. Unless best a foreign actors. film has like a cult following, um, it usually uh, like in the academy probably won't give it much thought uh, if watch it at all. Yeah, um, that's why like. Uh, I think, um, what was the movie? It, it won Son of Saul. It won, I think, two years ago. Okay. Uh, I, I think it got a lot of recognition because of all the people that were, like, super, yeah, hey, watch this movie, watch this movie yeah. about it. Um, but other movies, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch a lot of foreign films like, myself. That's the other thing is that it's kind of a cycle where, like, it's not, I don't listen to the Academy directly, but it's a trickle-down thing where... If, and if they're not watching it, if it's not culturally relevant and put in my face I wouldn't see it mm-hmm. and it's not like I don't like foreign films I love foreign crap period yeah. like so I don't know I just yeah and they gave it a whole different light to it too as well because like two years ago they did like the segment on the documentaries or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like they had Louis C.K. like come out and announce it <gasps> yeah and it's like he, that's probably like one of the last people you want to do it because he literally just kind of made fun of it and then yeah. he he opens up the card and he's like and it's mad max i was just kidding like because mad max did win a lot of them. yeah 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 so i would still like i mean obviously i get as a comedian what he's doing but i'd still be so pissed what little recognition as a right. as a documentarian you get like mm-hmm. just an insult yeah and plus the last two years of the academy have been kind of i want to say I shouldn't say weird, but it's been definitely different compared to the last, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, um, the movie that wins Best Director ends up being the one winning Best Picture just because the director's got the most influence over the picture. They usually go hand in hand. But, yeah, the past couple years, it's been totally different. Like, uh, the year where... I think Mad Max was nominated. But it was Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah, Spotlight won. Nobody saw that movie. Everybody was really confused. But I ended up seeing it uh, like the day before uh, the Oscars that year. And I definitely get why it won. It was very... It had a huge political message that went with it. And I think that's where they're taking Best Picture now is what Mm -hmm. is most culturally relevant that year. Right. Because then Moonlight won it the next year. Exactly. Because also the year before, uh, there was... That was the whole thing with like the no uh, black actors. And then Straight Out Compton was nominated, and then they had Chris Rock host the Oscars, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the next they had Moonlight win it, and that's where I also felt like, well, Moonlight's a very good movie, I would say that. Um, but I also did see La La Land, and La La Land was definitely, I thought, better than I Moonlight. But yeah. also, I would say what was better than Moonlight was uh, 
was the movie with Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine. Uh, Hell or High Water? Yes. Yeah. And I would say that was even probably better than that, just because, mm-hmm. like, that was just a deep thought movie. Yeah, so. yeah. I did feel La La Land was... I don't, I don't want to use the word overhyped because I doesn't really sell it, but, like, it. I, I, best picture is a really interesting thing to put onto it, just because, especially with the category of, um, you know, how relevant is it to culture and everything. Like, it really is just sort of a... You know, it's a good repeat of tropes that we've seen before, and it's a good heartfelt film of that kind of celebration, but it's not it's not anything super profound in it, mm-hmm. you know? Where, like, again, like, Moonlight just kind of tackles an issue, and so I can I can understand choosing that over that. But, you know, the other movies, like you mentioned, like, you know, is this really the category of profound movies we want yeah, to have? I, I think uh, what Cole is saying that is that, like, five years ago, Hell or High Water or, like, La La Land would have definitely beat out Moonlight, but they're mm. sort of changing the category right. this past couple of years... And that's why Moonlight the first the first Muslim uh, lead actor. Uh, yeah, the, the first uh, uh, Islamic actor yes. to win uh, a best supporting actor role. He won mm. for Moonlight uh, this past year. It was uh, Marshala Ali, Ali, I think yeah. is what his name is. Um, yeah, and he's been in a bunch of movies. Uh, he's an American actor, um, but it's, it was nice to see him win. Yeah, I don't know. I I love. I mean, also because with the La La Land, like it's kind of hard too as well because like. A lot of the other movies, I didn't think... Because Hell of High Water, I definitely shot, probably should have been up there. But, like, a lot of the other movies, I don't know if they could have really competed with La La Land either. Because I, mm. I saw The Arrival. That was... It was okay. Like It, it, it won sound design or whatever that category is yeah. called. Uh, sound editing, I think. Um, and I definitely agree with that. It had, like, oh, yeah. some amazing, yeah. uh, produced, amazingly produced sounds in it. Um, but, like, I see what you're saying. Right. Uh, and then... what um, the same tier. I mean, but... Well, also Hacksaw Ridge mm. that movie was amazing but then it also gets discredited because it was directed by Mel Gibson and Mel Gibson has support history with the Academy mm-hmm. it's true <laughs> yeah. so that's the only reason why because it got rated like an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes I'm gonna I'm gonna lie like knowing what I what I know what I do know about Hacksaw Ridge I would be surprised that that wouldn't itself yeah. get the picture forward I mean not the director but uh-huh. you know like and I, because like, also this is personal bias too, because if you guys ever heard or seen the movie Fury with Brad Pitt, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I heard about that movie. I it, heard it was bad. Um, <laughs> yes. It, it kind of, uh, I don't know. I personally loved it just because okay. of the casting and yeah. the message behind it. it. was It's not really a big message behind it, but it's like, it's uh, story driven, I guess. It's gotcha. not moral. Um, mm-hmm. moral so, um. I don't know. I love the casting behind it. Shia LaBeouf in it is like automatically wins my heart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that movie more than Hacksaw Rage. But I don't say that it's a better movie. Just because Hacksaw Rage was it was so well done. So they were on the same block though? I would say so. Okay. But, That's but I mean mine. like during the cycle? They were on the same cycle? Yeah. Okay. Well, no. Actually, no. They weren't. I, I don't think so. Because I think Fury was year before okay. and okay. then Hacksaw Rage. I want to... Okay. So I want to talk about the Moonlight you know, significant uh, thing, because obviously, like, the idea is black, gay, right? You know, as two concepts, that's, I mean, no offense to the Academy, I suppose, but I, I assume that that's what they would look at as far as how this relevant. But that movie reminded me a lot of, like, the movie Precious, where a lot of the kind of ideas and certain, like, setups are very, like, relevant, of course, but it, it's such a specific plot. It's such a contrived situation. And it doesn't mean it's a bad movie, but it's just not a universal exploration of the problems that people face. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of how it's presented. Because, like, it's not that I don't think people feel the way that the characters do in Moonlight, but 
this is not everybody. This is not a typical experience that yeah. gay people face or that black people face, but it is a very hard, you know, compelling story. I definitely thought the way that the the main actor in Moonlight uh, portrayed his character was super unrelatable. Like, okay. he just seemed like a shell. Like, he, like when uh, he's he, an adult? Like, like, well, all through his life. Like, he barely spoke, right. um, which I think was on purpose. Uh, so that's just, like, a difference between me and the director's vision. Um, but he also, he just barely emoted, like, oh, okay. ever. Uh, and I just thought it was just, like, yeah, I, he's just the stand-in character for all gay people to be. And I don't mm, like that. Because I, also, I think with that, too, is because he was bullied a lot during that movie. Because, I mean, if you saw, like, he got chased around and stuff. And mm-hmm. then Mushroom Ali comes in yeah. and tells him, like, yo, you gotta, like, choose what your life's gonna be. And then once he gets to be older, he starts to come, like, he starts to emote a little bit more. Yeah. But then... Uh, when he gets punched or whatever in high school, then that's where he, he like shuts down again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once he turns into adult, he's completely different. Mm-hmm. So like based on how society treats him is how it morphs him, right? So yeah. I guess that was the more I got out of it, but I don't. Certainly a choice. I again, like I I I would still lean towards this where it, it forwards more to a contrived situation that still could be compelling as a story, but it's it's. It kind of feels like a stand-in. It kind of feels like a blank kind of slate yeah. to some degree, which I think, to its credit, kind of worked for how a lot of people interpreted it. But I don't know if if that was artistically the best choice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but just I, I just see this sort of trend where like you have these really like compelling dramas where things are super high octane, super like oh jeez, like I cannot believe this is happening to this person. And again, like it's compelling, but is it cheap? You know, to some right, degree, because right, of that, yeah. especially when you get to the degree of saying this is best picture, this is, and I mean, I don't, it's, I'm not saying anything, you know, hard statements about Moonlight as a picture, but just, just as a trend, if that's, if that's something to consider. Right, yeah. What grinded the most gears, I think, during that year was like, uh, what was it, the best costume? It was Suicide mm. Squad or Star Trek. It was uh, makeup, best makeup. Best makeup. Okay. Yeah. And was it Star Trek? It was Star Trek against Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad won. And that, like, you can't, I mean, you see, you literally see him, it's like a before and after. It's like, well, I definitely go with the after one, right? I mean, this is, and like, definitely seeing Suicide Squad, it's like, was yeah, it, is like, it for Harley Quinn's makeup? Was that what Well, that probably more Croc. Yeah. Uh, okay. The killer croc guy. Jared Leto's. Is that Jared Leto's Joker. Is that where they make fun of the crocodile in Rick and Morty? Is that what they're making fun of? I don't think. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. I think it's just, <laughs> just something making fun that of came Yeah. Bot. Probably like Cyclops. Oh, definitely okay. a lot more okay. crocodile uh, than Bot. <laughs> both of you are hard and soulless. Wow. Interesting. Um, um, that's upsetting. No. Like, yeah, they actually, they like, uh, when they won, they put like pictures side by side of like the killer crocs makeup where it just looked like they like painted lines on like this fat guy and it, it didn't look like a crocodile. And then they uh, had like a CGI, CGI yeah. one of like one of like the aliens from Star oh, Trek yeah. like, oh, next to yeah. each other and it was so intricate and it, it looked like yeah. it took literally like 24 hours right. to do and they were like Suicide Squad is the one that won this. <laughs> it was so bad. So related related to this topic, not necessarily like Oscars though. How do you feel about modern use of like CGI versus like just kind of more intricate costume, just intricate creative use of makeup? Um, I mean, with I think I think the '80s and '90s prove that uh, uh, practical effects will always look and feel nicer uh, in a movie than CGI, uh, and that's until the point where CGI gets like. 100% unnoticeable, which I don't think it quite is yet. It's very unnoticeable a lot of the time, but right. there's still 
you're like, oh, this this doesn't look quite right. right. Uh, Uncanny Valley type stuff. Certainly. Yeah. Um, and that's where practical effects like makeup uh, and like actual costumes, costumes and stuff really shine um, when the, when the work is put into them. So uh, I lean to like enjoying more of that type of stuff, like using actual makeup rather than CGI. But I can understand why uh, the big Hollywood big businesses don't want to do that because yeah. it's not really like because with rogue one we were talking about it today with the whole cg like they cgi a, like a character completely and like like you said they're still working out the quirks of it right like they're still a little and i definitely noticed that like the lighting's a little bit different right mm-hmm. and so like i say if you have the technology go ahead and use it right but like practical use of just straight up acting yeah there's something about it where, like, I mean, in certain things, it makes more sense. So, like, you know, something that's high-paced, you have something that moves really quickly, and you want it to move, you know, not... You want to notice that it's makeup. It's so like superhero movies, it would make more sense to do CGI, because the makeup would be hard to, you know, make it move and not look like a costume. Yeah. Um, but, like, obviously, I think in horror, it gets used way too much, the CGI. Yeah. Like, it's just not scary. It's so, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. a hologram, and there's something about... It can be shitty and still be so scary. Yeah. And it can just be so visceral. It's all about so the fear of the unknown. That's what I think right. horror genres need to more thrive off of. Yeah, and I mean, also, too, because, like, horror films don't get enough credit for a lot of things that they do. Because, like, if you see it, horror films are, like, rated so much lower cause, just because of the budget. And it's just not as, like, well-produced. They're not mm-hmm. written very well. Okay. No star actors. That That's also weird, and I don't like that. But yeah. that's true. Pin in that, because, like, re- related... So, remember that movie, Zombievers? Yeah. <laughs> so, that movie, obviously, overall kind of sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it didn't suck in the way that a lot of mo- horror movies do. Like, it was written pretty well. Like Zom- Wait, Zombievers? Zombievers. Zombie beavers. Zombie beavers. Like, the thing is, the dialogue, like, it, it just it, it didn't take itself seriously, obviously. It was like a Sharknado. Oh, okay. totally. Okay, totally. And people were just, like, obviously having fun. And just, you can have such a low-budget, gutter-rat, trash movie... <laughs> But just if the dialogue's real, like who cares? Like I yeah. feel, I feel the problem that horror movies ha- don't do is that they don't make you. You're not invested in the characters, and obviously some people want to watch like Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven because they want to see the death scenes. Like I'm not right. going to care about these random keep people. Yeah. But a really good horror movie, you gotta care. Con- Conjuring. I mean, that's because I'm not a big fan of horror movies, but I always say like The Conjuring was just a solid strip movie because yeah. they get into character death. I still haven't seen Conjuring mm. too. I'm I haven't seen the new Annabelle. I saw the first one. And you saw the first one? That I barely watched it because the whole time I was like... <laughs> I saw so. Annabelle at the beach. Is that the second one? <laughs> I imagine <No>. so. <laughs> I mean, the thing with, like... Unfortunately, I think that The Conjuring did have a pretty good, like, setup and structure, but then when they started getting into Annabelle, like, it became cheap. It became, like, here's a kind of... They've turned it into sort of like a franchise now. Right. Kind of like, like superhero yeah. movies are, where it's just like... There's a, each movie in the yep. series uh, sort of means something in this greater picture that they're trying to paint. And you think about it, it's like it's one of the few that like modern ones, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth, that's practically dead. Michael Myers. They keep trying to bring it back, but, but I agree. Yeah, it's dead, and it's more modern, right? It's like mm-hmm. a whole different thing. Like Insidious, kinda right, but yeah. At the same time, it's like everybody buckle up because we're going to be dealing with a lot of monster movies uh, pretty soon. The Mummy came out. That is unfortunately oh, the first oh, of The Dooku. The Dark Universe Cinematic Universe. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Embarrassing. Um, I, don't, I, I don't even know if they're still... I mean, they... Did it I, flop? Tell me it flopped. So they maybe the they... Mummy flopped huge. Great. Like, like entirely. And uh, I don't know if that's going to discourage them from continuing this idea that they had. Right. Um, 
But yeah, they were, they were the idea was like they were gonna do the Mummy, uh, the Wolfman, yeah. Dracula. Um, Angelina Jolie was casted to play the Bride of Frankenstein in like a sequel of the Frankenstein movie they were gonna make. Yeah, Frankenstein, uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Uh, okay. And so with the Mummy, this is the one with Tom Cruise. Yeah, yes. the one with Tom Cruise. Oh, my that God. was supposed to start this whole thing that they were gonna do it's so weird because you know the mummy what's that guy's name uh fraser Brendan Brendan Fraser. yeah so i that's apparently technically part of that like not this universe expanded but that's like it's supposed to be the mummy like i, was yeah. like, I didn't i never realized that mm-hmm. and i think that's its strength is that it just seems so just there's a mummy that's kind of the plot and everything mm-hmm. just seems very self-contained it felt it felt more like a adventuristic like national treasure 2 kind yes. of uh <laughs> take on like just this egyptian mummy atmosphere that, right. that that's that's surrounded that and there's a little bit of comedy in. but it's still pretty serious like yeah. it, and that's just i i don't think it's that hard but for some reason that i don't know it's the production and filters of this you know the script and directing but they just make such obviously bad choices yeah and, and like, that's a lot to do with like probably the producer's decisions more than well and if they hire a bad director they hire a bad director but, really, yeah. um uh, the producers have like a different vision in their head rather than the director. So the director's focused on this movie, and the producers are focused on yeah, what can they get out of this movie? Picture, yeah. What right. uh, can this movie mean to other movies that they make? Right. Type thing. And so that's where usually where bad movies get made is that disconnect. I want to see more of these movies where like so compare the new mummy versus the not I'm gonna say the old mummy, but like Brendan Fraser mummy. Mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser mummy. If I critique it, I'm gonna say negative things that take away from the general positive whole. But if I critique the new mummy i'm basically just taking out of trash bin like it there's not really any like structure to be like this is a solid movie to mm-hmm. critique like I, right. I can't even give it that satisfaction yeah but there's so many of these movies that get made and like i just i mean that's i feel bad about saying this but i that's how i felt about dr strange that's how i felt about something it's just i felt like someone put it out and now like what was i supposed to what was i supposed to do with this mm-hmm. it wasn't a standalone movie i don't it wasn't enjoyable yeah but i think with marvel too they do is like it's building blocks almost because like you know, because this they're building it up for Ragnarok. Like, yeah. Because Ragnarok's supposed to be huge. Like this is this the, is what they're the preparing new for. That's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that, it's like it's kind of weird too, because like they still haven't came out with the Black Widow movie, and the Avengers came out what in two thousand twelve. Two thousand eleven. Twelve, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah. And they've been planning that for a while, but now they just released the dates and stuff, and like it's been so long. They is there a Black Widow movie? They're planning on making one. Really? Yeah, because I what I've heard from my friend is, um, no, I mean, don't at me at this, right. but um, what I heard is Marvel is like a, a big or trust like in Toys R Us or like toy companies, right? Yeah, yeah, they really care about toys, right? And so what they talk about is like, well, people aren't gonna buy a Black Widow character or action figure because it's like it's a woman like woman lead, so they canceled the movie on it, and I'm like, wow. That that says something, but like it says a lot. <laughs> that says something. That like, like why would you cancel? Because like she's like one of the few predominantly women characters or women leads. The first one in the Avengers, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they just had uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And then they're gonna have uh, some other one, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking I'm blanking. She was pretty much the badass a woman character before Wonder Woman in like this new series of movies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and like so, you're not gonna sell toys on that because it's a woman. Like, what right. are those little girls that right. want to watch these movies? In fact, I think that would to... boom even more, right? Yeah, right. it's, just, it's just an added market. It's not like you're gonna lose all the market the, all the marketing they did for Wonder Woman, where they're like women only. Like, they just made it such a huge controversy for for a good reason because they're people like, oh, it's a, it's the first woman thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what, what that's. Are you kidding me? You yeah. make so much money. 
Is he planning on making it like a decade after? Like her origin story will be her ten years after she was in the Avengers. So she'll have to be like younger, but like be. That's and then they still have to make a Hulk movie. Well, because the original one, because Ed Norton, like Hulk's one of those situations where (laughs) I just don't know why they can't get it right. Right. Yeah. They've tried like two or three times and right. Exactly. It's like Spider Man. They can't do it right. It's just like Spider Man. (laughs) But I mean, I think I mean now they have they have it lined up. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark Ruffalo's. Uh, in for the, the yeah, stay. Right of his life. The right of his oh, life. Yeah, the stay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but did you guys hear that uh, Tony Stark or fucking um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Tony, Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Yeah. Uh, he wants out. He doesn't want to be yeah. in the, the, mm-hmm. the movies anymore. And they're talking about how they're going to replace him and stuff. And I keep, like, keep getting his messages in bottles. Yes. <laughs> I think it'd be really funny if. Uh, they just totally replace him. Uh, like, like, like he's in for Infinity Wars, like the one that's coming out next year. Is he in for the second part of that? I don't. He says, "What I've heard is like he's wanted out since Age of Ultron." Yeah, and they be- they begged him to do every other movie past that, and mm-hmm. now he's like cutting the line. He's like, "No, he'll probably die in the first one, and that'll be the climax." Because isn't that in the comics? Is like he's supposed to die. Yeah, so then they'll probably kill him. Yeah, um, and that would be a good way because. That's the other thing I hate about Marvel is they never kill anybody. Yeah. Like, I really thought Civil War would have been so much more impactful if uh, the War Machine guy had died when he got, like, hit. Because that would have made this whole battle that they're having, it really put it in perspective for the characters. Right. It would have been like, we're fighting over politics and we got one of our own guys killed. Yes. We should right. bound right. together and fight yes. the actual yeah. bad guys. But then they just didn't do it and it was so aggravating. And they, they killed off, I mean, because they killed off Quicks, Quicksilver... Too, yeah. too soon, right? Because yeah. well, also they didn't really have like the rights to him either. Because he's <laughs> th- isn't he like X Men technically? Um, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I was confused about that because there's a Quicksilver in one of the X Men origin movies, uh, and I was like, is this the same character? Am I supposed to? And I think they're doing like a little bit of a crossover with that, and then like that's what they did with Ultron is that they filmed a whole bunch of these deaths of all these different superheroes, so that when people tried to leak stuff, like they couldn't leak out the right information, so Ooh, they went with gotcha. Quicksilver. And so, Ooh. like, Quicksilver, I wish he just would have stayed. I mean, it was definitely impactful, uh-huh. but I I don't know. I like him as a character. Yeah, so. I just thought it was, for that specifically, like you said, it was too soon, where, like, the only character it really had an impact on was the sister. Yeah. Uh, and so we've got her around to deal with that, but that's another reason I hate Marvel is that they don't develop the emotions, or they don't let the actors develop their emotions with their scenes. They just give them lines, and they have to feed us the lines, and we're supposed to feel impacted by the words they say, but not by the way that they say them. Right, yeah. I just hate Marvel movies that do that, which yes. is all of them. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, of course. Uh, but yeah, if they had kept Quicksilver around and he had become like this fan favorite and then they killed him, then that would have yeah, been a totally different thing. It would have been more impactful. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, I like Christian Slater. <laughs> I mean, like, who else could you get as Ultron? So, like, uh-huh. I don't oh know. Oh, gosh. I should probably watch that movie. Um, <laughs> my, I'm sorry. No. Uh, I was gonna change the subject. If my my mom watched Age of Ultron for a month straight. She put it on every single night. <laughs> my mom does this. She puts it. She puts it on every single night. And I remember by week two, like to week three, she's like, I still haven't seen the movie yet. Because for like, eight months, my mom watched Age of Ultron. <laughs> no, no, for Andrea a, for a month. For oh, a, a month. month. <laughs> even then, right? Still for a month. For a month. Like it was probably even like two months because she like she was like, well, I have to cut down on this a little bit, but like. She put it on for a month, and, like, she would fall asleep to it, right? Because it's, like, that's what put her to sleep. And I'm, like, 
sit down and watch it. Like, yeah. quit leaving the room and, like, you know. Doing other things, watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a month. I hate people. And I have a friend who does this. It's not anybody you guys know. Um, but anytime I go to a theater movie with her, she at least checks her phone once. and During it. During the movie, yeah. And, like, she's got the, the brightness all the way down and she's not bothering anybody. But I just, I think to myself, how do you get yourself into a situation where you can't sit down for two, that's, three that's hours true. and not look at your phone? That's true. Especially when there's something in front of you that's supposed to be stimulating you. So stimulating. Like, yeah. And you're in a huge theater and we were we were in Dunkirk and she still <gasps> checked her phone like two or three times. During Dunkirk. And that was loud. It's Dunkirk. loud. <sighs> yeah. And I just don't understand how she wasn't just pulled into the movie. Right. It's just... Oh well. <laughs> right. I, I will say I kind of have a bad habit without just checking my phone in general. Right. It's probably uh, because there was no women in it. Uh-huh. There were women, but they were not in. No, the predominantly. <laughs> yeah. No, oh right. my gosh. That's... <laughs> yeah, but there also weren't any like uh, black people. But that's historically like... in 1940s uh, Europe and was it Dun- well, obviously Dunkirk. <laughs> like... Yeah, like obviously it makes sense that people were still mad about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, it's what it's what it is. I suppose people are gonna say stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's weird because I I don't I never I hear that about these kind of movies. My initial thing is to not even engage in that argument because I think it's just so boring to keep doing these World War Two movies. Yeah, like World I, War Two is so overdone. It's so overdone. And what gets me about it is that you never gain anything new from it. Um, obviously, not obviously the Nazis are the bad guys, yeah. right? And it's so stupid if they're not. First of all, yeah. Um, and so on that side note, I'm really just over any sort of discussion of what if the Nazis won or what if you know the Confederacy won, for example. I, I looked at it like crap. I looked at it like that, but then now I'm just thinking more of like war stories and stuff because like the, the because like early 2000s with like Saving Private Ryan, they were just trying to depict it and try to get it as realistic as possible to get you to feel it, right? Yeah, true. And then when you get later on, when you get like Fury and Hacksaw Ridge, those are more like stories, and this is like what yeah, happened, yeah, they're, they're right? picking they're yes. picking a story in the context and they're telling that story. Yes, yes, that's, that's the only reason. So why good, those are good ideas. But yeah. that that's Dunkirk was World War Two movie though, right? It wasn't really no, it was uh, it was just the story about how they got these three hundred thousand uh, European soldiers off of the beach of Gun- Dunkirk. Okay. Uh, During but the... like they they projected only get like thirty to forty five thousand, and they got three hundred thousand out. That's incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. Okay. Wow. So that's sort of what it's about. Okay better better yeah. than you know a lot of the stuff that i see it's still the thing is it still has that sort of like engagement like when i think of a movie that tells a story about the in, like, in the context i think this person's living in nazi germany in like munich and their story involves the inner personalities of the people they know and then they just have to deal with the you know the context of being in a nazi germany mm-hmm. like war movies are kind of always war movies regardless of how you flip them i feel yeah and yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's maybe is a hard. Because you think about it, like the the movies that we watch and like we we like they're good or the ones on our side, but the like the very few are told on like Germany's side. The one that is like very well known is Valkyrie or Valkyrie with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, like watching that as a six year old and like, <laughs> like I was because so, that was the most overhyped movies. Like you know, planes dropping bombs, Tom Cruise with an eye patch, you know, and then it's like it's talking. What's the uh, Tarantino movie? Oh, Inglorious Bastards. I swear to God, <laughs> those two movies came out at the same time, and I saw the ads on TV, and like obviously one is a comedy, and the other <laughs> one is a serious Nazi war. And I was like, are these the same movie? Right. Like, because one is very, yeah. I was like, oh gosh, to this day I don't know which one's which. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it very much confuses. Just me. think Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. I, that doesn't help me. Oh. Who are they? <laughs> Brad Pitt, like, Brad Pitt is in three war movies. He's in Glorious Bastards, Fury, and then he was just in War Machine with um, the Netflix special. So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, technically four, because uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that was a war. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my! And you have to count World War Z. Oh yeah. <laughs> war. Oh I still actually like haven't seen World War Z. It's bad. I watched the good. South Park episode. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much got it. <laughs> um, uh, have you read the book? No, I. There's like a book? bar and I own it. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh! World War Z. Like that's the book is really good like really yeah it's I, and that's why people were really excited for World War Z oh, okay. but pretty much the only thing that the, the movie and the book have in common is the the name like the, uh, the movie totally shits on the name of the book is it kind of like The Purge where like the everyone has that kind of idea of it but for some reason the first movie was like a story within the context of The Purge yeah so the way that World War Z the book is told is that it's a bunch of different stories. Oh, it's okay. like sort of an anthology of all these different sides of the zombie invasion. Uh, That's good. It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And then the movie is, of course, just one. Yeah. And it's a boring one. Yes. Uh, yeah, because when you try to cram that much stuff into it, it gets Yeah. Bad. Like, people so. are saying World War Z would work better as, like, a Netflix special. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Any... Well, first of all, it's an or anthology. HBO, yeah. Why would... Why HBO, would, yeah. Series and TV is just such a good medium. It, mm-hmm, I think right. it's honestly a much more perfect medium than movies. I love movies and the value, like, the time limitations. I think it adds a lot of things. But people try to cram th- these things in. Like, a lot of these superhero movies and everything, I think that, honestly, one of the weakest things about these anthologies is that they're in movie form. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they have to have a self-contained story each time, and that really is a detriment. Because yeah. it has to have the same rise and fall clim- climax that TV doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, we'll see... Because Marvel's doing, uh, they've got like their movie thing, but they're also doing like their Netflix thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. And they've got the Marvel Defenders that just came out. I haven't seen any of those Marvel shows. I haven't seen Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, Iron Fist, or Luke whatever. Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage. I didn't see any of them, so I don't know how well that's going to do, but that, I think, would be just be a better medium to do it through. I think yeah, so, too. exactly. Because, yeah. like, the, you can you develop can... all the characters a lot more intensely this is a weird I, I hear a lot of like higher critique of those movies or those those things more than the the movies like the movies are always like that was a good movie period but then whenever i hear about these shows i always hear like really serious drama like because like they can expand upon it and you get the you mentioned yeah. this before you get to see the emotions through acting because there's time because they actually have time mm-hmm. and different moments to to show it character development yeah is a lot more thorough yeah wait a minute daredevil with the Daredevil movies, is that the God, Ryan? Is that Ryan? The uh, Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, is he no. in the movies or no, is no, he no. in the show? You're thinking of Deadpool? No, I'm thinking of Daredevil because he's also Daredevil. Oh. Uh, I, think, I thought that was I think, someone. I think that was someone I, else. I'm thinking Daredevil. of Green Lantern. That's Green Lantern's what you're thinking of. Yeah, my bad. Wasn't I don't know who plays Daredevil on Netflix. I forgot who played. I I thought it was someone like pretty well known, but I did too. I don't know. I can't think. Wasn't of it. Jennifer Garner in that movie? I don't know. Was she was as someone. I I. I don't know. I was too young yeah. for that, so I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I hear great things about uh, the Netflix Daredevil. I hear great things about the Netflix Jessica Jones. I heard bad things about the uh, Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Uh, so Luke Cage was... Luke Cage, I like Luke Cage. I, okay. I, I think I've heard that as well um, from other people. Okay. What I don't get is how Netflix keeps on putting out all these Netflix specials, because they're not really special after a while if all of them are like... <laughs> well, I mean, none of us Netflix are. is just trying to turn into its own... Uh, Network? Yeah, its own like production, yeah. uh, Holly, big production Hollywood studio, where um, like you, you have your movie made, What? how do you want to distribute it? Do you want to distribute it 
through Paramount? Do you want to distribute it through Amazon Video? Do you want to distribute it through Netflix? Yeah. Right. We have all these options now, uh, and I think Netflix has been like the, the leading yeah. front to give that option. That's, like, obviously I lo- Netflix is good because it stands outside of like the, the production values of a lot of like mainstream things. You, know, you see a lot of new, interesting things. But with movies, I feel like that would be such a... I don't know how they would make money. How do you how do you add charges to go see movies? Isn't Netflix like a lot like super in debt right now? Because that's what I hear. Like they're oh I don't million, know they're millions of dollars in debt right I now. I think they're probably the specials. Try, I think their goal is probably to invest and hopefully see returns. But I can see that because that's what be. I mean. That's what Bezos did with Amazon kind of because he just kept on putting the money back through the company. But mm-hmm. I think that's what Netflix might be doing as well. Yeah, and it could have a possible yikes. I hope not. I mean, Netflix is great. So yeah, I, I, I love Netflix. Um, it's like I don't have HBO. That's that's how Netflix is how I get my TV. Basically. I I what I have Netflix and HBO. Like because uh-huh. I still haven't seen uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Me neither. And <laughs> I have I have HBO too. Like that's the worst. There's part. no excuse. And so um, there's no excuse for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I'm right now. I kind of like HBO where it's at right now because it's shifting into a Netflix like structure because they're also coming out with hbo productions mm-hmm. yeah and they have like their, their comedy stuff with i know they had tj miller and then they just came out with a documentary series called the defiant ones with like dr dre eminem yeah snoop nice the only thing i don't like about hbo is that it almost self-insists upon adult content in a way of like it's why i think that getting like a pg-13 rating or even like a pg rating on some things is almost a strength as a limitation because you're not forced to make low brow you know you know everyone gets to enjoy the boobs and sex and everything because mm-hmm. like one thing with game of thrones is that in the books you'll have all this all these scenes that are very dialogue based and the dialogue is always there in the scene but also in the show the scene will have naked women making out in the background for no reason other than dressing and you'll have shows like girls or uh pretty much anything you're gonna get a lot yeah. of dong and a lot of <laughs> boobs and it, it, I don't know if it really serves a purpose other than, hey, we're on this network, so we gotta have it. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's comfortable. Did you hear that um, The Walking Dead, like, all, like, the producers of that show are suing AMC uh, for just, like, cutting, uh, undercutting them on, like, the, the amount they're paying them and undercutting them on, like, their rights as uh, producers and stuff. So there's, like, this huge lawsuit right now, and if these producers end up winning, they could move the show over to HBO. Where like it'd be a lot more violent, and they'd actually be able to portray what's happening in the comics on the show. I mean that if you want to stick to the comics and want to stick to what's true, then yeah, go for it because like that seems definitely viable. But also HBO is a paid like because AMC is broadcasted. Yeah, on it's, yeah, yeah, it's cable TV. So I guess you would lose you would lose a lot of mm-hmm. viewership, right? But at the same time, you're still making the revenue. Exactly, HBO would make so much money. Well, they'd make yeah. a lot of money, and also, I don't even know if they'd lose viewership, because, yeah, Walking Dead's the most watched show on cable, but Game of Thrones is the most watched show ever. So, you have all those people still watching yeah. HBO, still have HBO yeah. subscriptions. I feel like The Walking Dead would pull just as big of an audience. That, as that, makes, that makes sense. I would worry about the artistic integrity, because it's so far into the show already that all of a sudden right. you have a very change in production value. Yeah. Well, the idea was that maybe they would uh, not reboot it, but just sort of like end the AMC show with, like, maybe Rick dies or something. And then that's where that... The, they, conclu- they conclude the AMC show, and then they pick up where that oh. left off 
leaves off. In like a second series. In like a second series. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I was thinking like Rick and Morty, they should do that, like <laughs> put that over to HBO, and then I had Rick in my head, and then you said they should kill Rick. I'm like, no, they shouldn't. What <laughs> more could they add on Rick and Morty that isn't already there? And Jesus. Yes. Morty? No, that's you guys excited for the new episode tonight? Oh yes. Oh, I love that. I show love so Rick much. and Morty. It's so good. It's so it's too we, good. we were just getting into a deep conversation about Rick and Morty. And like I remember when Austin first showed me it about two years ago, um, I was like, there's, like, you know, it's just straight up funny. There can't be anything else to it, really. He burps every second. Like, yeah, because didn't Adult Swim tell him? I, I heard that Adult Swim had to tell them, like, Rick has to stop burping. Because, like, that's a little <laughs> annoying. Yeah, no, the first, the, uh, the pilot episode is certainly, like, different. That's, like, the <laughs> yeah. best pilot episode probably ever. Yeah, I love that. Is. Like, it's there's no really better way pilot. to set the stage than that. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah. It's really good. Uh, well, we have about 30 seconds left. Um, you guys want to add anything else? We talked about movies pretty much the entire time. It's a great topic. I yeah, love it. It's great. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're good. All right. Cool. Uh, thank you everybody for watching. We ended up going a little shorter this time because people were telling me that it was too long, and so hopefully cutting it back about fifteen minutes. Uh, audience demand was overwhelming. Audience demand was <laughs> overwhelming. Like all those. 50 people that watched the first one. <laughs> That's a lot more than I expected. Yeah, hopefully yeah. this one is, does a little better because uh, it's short. Anyway, uh, thank you for watching. Um, I don't know. We'll see you next month. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>